This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Well, let's try to wash the bad taste of the Steelers Week 1 game out of our mouth with some other Week 1 action in the NFL. You know, NFL fan as well as a Steelers fan, so I I enjoy looking around at the rest of the 31 teams in the league and how they fared. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's take a look at the division to start things out. Ravens played the Texans. Um... That was the biggest spread of any team going into the week. I believe they were like a nine and a half point favorite. They covered uh, twenty five to nine. Was but not favorite. as much as you thought they would. You know, maybe it was as much as they thought they would. But let's put it this way: it didn't look no like you thought right. it would. Um, if that was going to be twenty five to nine, you'd think they would have gone up like twenty five to nothing in the first quarter mm-hmm. and then just been like, yeah, garbage time, whatever. Who cares? Touchdowns, yeah, yeah. So, but they were down, or they were only up by uh, a point into the third quarter of this game, then they finally started to pull away from the Texans. But Lamar, 17 for 22, 169 and a touchdown. Uh, He only ran for 38 yards as well. CJ Stroud didn't look terrible, 28-44 for 242 yards, Mm -hmm. but, you know, just overwhelmed, uh, honestly. I don't know what rookie would go into M&T Bank Stadium and beat the Ravens in his first start. Especially with a team and roster like the Texans have, so right. I would say that's a pretty encouraging sign if you're a Texans fan that he threw the ball 44 times and completed mm-hmm. 28 of them and went over 240 yards through the air against a team like that. So, um, you know, not a test for the Ravens really out of the no. gate, but nothing that you walked away from saying, you know, Baltimore, okay, well, the Ravens Baltimore are, yeah, looked good, looked right. how they should have. So completely blew away a team that was inferior to them. They kind of toyed with their food a little bit, and now they get to go to Cincinnati for just an absolute massive showdown in Week 2. Um, the rest of the division really facing the gauntlet right out of the gate when you think about it. And Steelers, you know, got their own problems with the Browns next week, but uh, the battle for Ohio, the Browns were 5-1 and one heading into this game against Joe Burrow, or at least when the Bengals had Joe Burrow on the roster. 6-1 huh. um, now. They... Continued their dominance of the Burrow-led Bengals. Uh, Jamar Chase's elf comment kind of came oh, back to bite him. And you know what's funny, he too? He doubled down. He doubled down. He said, yeah, they're still elves, and they beat us, but they're still elves. Yeah, like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, those elves could play some football yesterday. Uh, 24-3 was the final mm-hmm. there. And what I took away from that game with Cleveland was, and this was going on at the same time as the Steelers game, so this is catching up, you know, Good morning football this morning and watching some highlights last night. Deshaun Watson didn't have to be Superman. You know, they allowed their defense and their running game to go out there and establish itself. And those were the things that they did to, you know, ride things out to victory. Mm-hmm. Chubb went over the century mark, 106 yards on 18 carries. Um, Watson did throw an interception, terrible interception, like you so said earlier. Yeah. But other than that, you know, 16 for 29, didn't throw for many yards, threw for a touchdown, but they didn't ask him to throw for many yards. Mm -hmm. And maybe Stefanski and the Browns finally get it, that they have a roster that's capable of winning football games without the quarterback having to throw for 300-plus yards and four touchdowns every time. You don't need Deshaun Watson to be his old Texan self. You don't need Deshaun Watson to be looking like Tua out there. You just need Deshaun Watson to not make too many mistakes, hit the throws when he needs to, um, score a touchdown every now and again, capitalize on short fields mm-hmm. that your defense gives you, um, and, and just kind of, I don't want to say be that game manager, 
but don't be the reason why you lose. Right. Because I think if you go out there as Deshaun Watson and you just play a steady Eddie type of game, you're throwing, you know, two touchdowns if you need to, and nothing that's spectacular. I think you got a team around you that can win eleven football games. So the biggest question mark I think around the Browns was the coaching and Deshaun Watson. And based on how they attack the Bengals and how they used Deshaun Watson in week one, if that continues throughout the rest of the season, we may have all underestimated the Browns this season. Because if they're going to play the right way, then that team becomes a little bit more scarier. Yeah, I mean, it's funny how they lose Kareem Hunt, right? They don't bring him back. And yet, they, for some reason, when you lose a, a great running back, you know, Kevin Savancy's been his biggest criticism by us has been how do you not use how do you use Deshaun Watson or the quarterback Baker Mayfield for a time over Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt but now that Kareem Hunt Kareem Hunt is gone Nick Chubb still had 20 carries yesterday yeah and the it took team... the departure of a, a stud running back for them to say okay well we can now just use the one running back all the time yeah, although Jerome Ford did get 15 carries, 36 yards, though, only 2.4. I mean, as a team, though, 206 rushing yards. Right, that's the thing. Between Ford and Chubb, they combined for 30. And Watson. Watson had 45 and a touchdown on the ground, too. Well, I'm just saying rushing attempts. Between the running backs, they had 30-plus running attempts. Watson's not the guy he used to be running the football, but he's still fast and he's still smart when it comes to running, and he's still big, dude. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, five carries for nine yards per clip and a touchdown with a long of 13 yards. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he averages, like, 40 yards a game, something well, that's, like that. I mean, right there, that's 40, that's 40 yards, or, sorry, nearly 40 rushing attempts, over 200 yards by the team. What, like... All of a sudden, now they get this quarterback that they guaranteed, what, $250 million for, who has a, a good arm, but they've had Nick Chubb, who's been, you know, we, we talked about Christian McCaffrey a lot in the last two episodes. We talked about Derrick Henry being still one of the best running backs, but Nick Chubb has been one of the most consistent backs in this league, and it takes them bringing in Deshaun Watt a year later for them to finally use the sh- Nick Chubb as, as effectively as they can to run out that clock, keep the Cincinnati offense off the field, and it worked. Yeah, if they discovered, you know, the right way to play. The winning formula. But I think, you know, it comes back to Deshaun Watson again because if you remember last year in the season finale, Deshaun Watson did not look good. I mean, granted, he didn't play for the entire first half of the season, but at that point he had played, you know, when everyone's saying, you know, you want to be playing midseason football as early as you can. I mean, at that point, that's considered midseason football for him because he'd been playing eight weeks, nine weeks. Now, here's the take for the Browns on the other side of the fence. Here's my Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Okay, team. yeah. Screw you, Cleveland. I'm going to put you down now. I feel like I know where you're going. You were 5-1 and one against the Bengals heading into this game with Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Why are we impressed that you beat them at home? You always beat them. So and you I'll didn't really do anything new. Too. You know what I mean? Like, right. you, like, people are now probably in Cleveland thinking, like, this year's different. Is it? You beat the Bengals. This is the one team that you know you, you can always beat, beat yeah. the Bengals. And I'll say this too: uh, this is where I thought you were going with it. The Bengals again. That's the play, other point. Have a, have a weird start to their season. Burrow didn't practice at all. I, none of them. I, I I don't get Zach Taylor's decision. I get you want to. You well, just Burrow, paid him. You can't. You just paid him. And he was hurt, so you can't expect him to practice. But you just paid him, and you want to protect him as best as you can. But you don't put in T. Higgins. You don't put in Jamar Chase. 
You don't put any of your starters in for the entire preseason. See, Higgins didn't have a reception in the game. I'm yesterday. fully aware, Tom. That guy oh, burned you have me. Him in fantasy. Burned me. Yeah, uh, burned me. Jamar only had like 38 yards, too. I mean, Burrow threw for like, what, 14 completions on the day? Yeah, it was an ugly performance. I mean, look from at the his Bengals. line. I just had it up. He was uh, 14 for 31. Yeah. So under 50%, which. Burrow's like thing is completion percentage. Like mm-hmm. he's always high sixties when it comes to completion percentage, and for him to be under fifty percent. Not only that, eighty-two yards on the day for Joe Burrow. There was a complete disconnect on that Cincinnati offense, but kind of like you said, it was the same thing last year. And they were talking about this game on Good Morning Football today, and they kind of went around the table about worry for the Bengals, and they were all just like, no. And I'm with them. Like, no, I'm not worried about the Bengals at all. Like, the Bengals, no, they will back, figure right. things out. They, as they had the last Peter Schrager was saying they went 0-2 last year to start right. the season. And then they were in the AFC Championship game, and Mahomes had to drive down the field, kick a field goal for the Chiefs to win with three Mahomes drew a, a pretty favorable to the Kansas City side. Penalty. Roughing the, cor- yeah. roughing the quarterback. Moves, moves right? up. They kick a field goal. They go, uh-huh. like, so the, the, the Bengals were three points away from going to the Super Bowl last year, and they started right. 0-2 and lost to a division rival at home right. last year. So, on the road, I, I think they can swallow that loss to the Browns, and and again, like I said, Browns fans, like, what's new this year? Like, mm-hmm. this isn't some grand awakening where we finally, you know, got that weight off of our shoulder of beating the Bengals. You always beat the Bengals. Ever since the Bengals have dropped the U and went from Bungles to Bengals, mm-hmm. you've been pretty good against You've them. been the you, only one that can keep them your bungling. Your big brother. Right. In the Burrow era, your big brother as mm-hmm. far as the Battle of Ohio is concerned right now. I mean, it went even now, it went even beyond the Joe Burrow era. It started when Baker Mayfield got there. Now, right? do you want things to be really different this year? You come into Akershire Stadium on Monday Night Football mm-hmm. and beat the Steelers in that game. That would be the sign, if I was a Browns fan, that things are going to be different this year because you never come in here and beat the Steelers, especially on a Monday Night Football game like that. So... That's the real testing ground for me. Like, oh, they beat the Bengals 24 to 3. They look dominant. That's great. Been there, done that, boys. Right. Go beat the Steelers on the road. Then you really can start to talk about beat the team that is your big brother, right? Like, you talk about the Bengals being a little brother to the Browns, but the Browns, despite having more success as of recent, it's still not a dominating, a dominating, you know, reverses of uh, role reversal here. If you want to prove something, start your season off 2-0 against two divisional opponents and go on the road and doing so in one of them. I mean, they beat the Steelers in Akershore, then Hines during that playoff game, but there was literally no one in the crowd. So were they really at Hines Field? I don't know. Big Ben's finale, they lost on a Monday night game at, right. at Hines. Last year, they lost the finale at Akershore Stadium for the Steelers to go to 9-8. Right, and so again, Deshaun Watson didn't look great. In come into Akershore and beat the team that actually is your big brother. On a Monday said. Night Football game, yeah. you know, the, the, the lights watching. are on. Yep. You know, It's not just a, 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 a 1 o'clock game and where there's know that's eight the, other games on at the same gonna time. That's going to be the talk heading into the game. I'll pre- it'll be, you know, Browns looked great week one. Maybe they're the dark horse contender in this AFC North. But big brothers, that team that we're looking at tonight, will they finally, you know, put the Steelers down and keep them down. I mean, yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of talk revolving around that game. It's can Pittsburgh rebound from that very putrid yes. performance in week one. And not go into a two-game hole in the division already. And can Cleveland keep it up after upsetting the Bengals in week one? Some upsets from this week. Uh, the Packers smoked the Bears 38-20. They yeah. were a one-point underdog. And actually... Uh, I'm glad I had this take that I was going to do and I forgot it. And then I just walked myself into it and I'm so glad I did. Okay. Despite the Steelers getting absolutely pounded against the Niners, I would argue that the Bears probably suffered a more embarrassing loss 
And I would argue that the Giants quite possibly argued a more embarrassing loss. And then I would go one step further and say, despite Kenny Pickett looking really, really bad, I still think I'd give the crown for worst quarterback of the week to Daniel Jones. In, in oh, York. for sure. I mean, how about what, what did you think of Dable's decision to keep Jones in for the entire game? Uh, I would have benched him, and it would have been uh, two reasons in my post game if I was Dable. One, he was playing like crap, need to spark the team, need to let the team know that this is unacceptable. But but also, two, the game's over. I'm not getting my franchise quarterback hurt. Right. Uh, I think yeah. I think the first one's okay of a point. Like, I don't think anyone would argue against you other than Dable. The second one is what matters most. This is a guy you just paid on, what, a four-year contract, hundreds of millions of dollars? And Dallas is murdering your offensive right. line. I mean, it's murder ball out there for that mm-hmm. Dallas defense. I don't understand if you pay him all this money, and, you know, you were happy to pay him but didn't want to pay Saquon Barkley, Right. You kept Daniel Jones in that game. Obviously, you couldn't run the ball because you were down, what, 20, 27 to nothing in the second quarter? I mean, I, I start Jones in, in the second half, but once you realize after a first couple of possessions deep into that third quarter that things ain't going well in the second half either, I'd pull the plug. I mean, as soon as that pick six happens. You'd pull the plug then? It's early. It's the first quarter, but there was no signs of life. You got to keep him in then, because even at that point, you're only down sixteen to nothing. So like, you got it. You have a puncher's chance to get back in the game. <sighs> it just didn't, when it they looked went, so bad, when, so early. When they had nothing happening in the first half, in the start of the second half, and then Pollard scored to make it thirty-three to nothing, I would start to think about it then, because you're just not coming back at that point. I'm trying to think. Maybe not after that pick six. <sighs> You don't even think like maybe going into halftime because you're down twenty six to nothing. No, nah, because coach still thinks he's gonna win that game. Yeah, and I guess because it's early enough that Pollard run, there was still ten minutes still, left in the third I mean. quarter. So yeah. Saying, oh, maybe we can still win this game, but no, that game was over. That game was from, over from the time they blocked yeah, the field right. goal. It was over. Um, so that's a big upset, a big embarrassing, a, a big flop by the Giants. I mean, the, the the beauty of the Steelers' loss is that yes, it's going to be talked about. Yes, it's going to be focused on, but. There's so so much unpredictability in week 1 every single year. Like there's no way you could predict that in the same week of the opening opening week of the season that Baltimore would barely do anything against Houston and still win, that Chicago would get blown out at home by Aaron Rodgers Packers, that the Bengals would put up 3 points, Joe Burrow would throw for what, 80 yards on the day, that the Giants would lose at home 40 to nothing. Against the Cowboys. The Chiefs lose to the Lions. The Chiefs lose to the Lions on opening night. Yeah, week one does this to you. Yeah. And then we go to the end of the year, and it's the same suspects. The Bengals are right back on their feet. and The, the Steelers know, are always in the hunt the in the Bears playoffs. The figure things right. out a little bit. Like, well, maybe the Bears don't figure things out yeah. a little bit. Uh, Chase Claypool had a big, big game for the Bears. No, I'm just kidding. He had, zero, <laughs> he had one target for zero catches. He had zero yards. He got blown up once Man, on a block. Chicago, and then, that's got to go look down. Look up Chase Claypool flop on Twitter. You'll see a hilarious video of him getting into a shoving match with a Packers player. And then, and then the Packers player pushes him like a little love tap. And he flops so hard. It's so funny. But... I mean, um, Chicago, I feel, as good of an offseason as they had. I feel worse for Chicago fans than any fan base, including our owns. 
on this Monday. Mm-hmm. You have been Aaron Rodgers' son forever. Mm-hmm. Literally, like the Wikipedia page. You have to, if you're a Bears fan, you ha- are you watching the flop right now? I just Isn't watched it. Isn't it hilarious? <laughs> it's, it's like in slow motion. Like, oh. He does it, yeah. If you um, are a Bears fan, you have to be on the defense for your Wikipedia page every time you played the Packers right. because they'd say owner, Aaron Rodgers. Right. It would be updated every year. You gotta, it's still, I mean. That I'm guy's just... finally gone. You're the team that has all the momentum heading into this game. You're home. Justin Fields is the next dude. And not only do you lose to the Packers, but Jordan Love looks like he's going to be good. And now you're sitting there going, they have a better quarterback than us again. Mm-hmm. And they're going to beat us again. And you know what the craziest thing about that? Green Bay's, what, 37 points in that game? 38. 30, no Christian Watson. No wide receiver one in that game. Dude, they're going to go from Favre to Rodgers to Love. I don't know if love he it. looked really good. Again, this is week one stuff. So like, you know what's funny? You though? know, you bring in these two. He looked new- kind of like Rodgers. Like he kind of had that same like yeah. kind of mobile, like, like very fluid motions. Exactly. Yeah, I I think it's a little early to say that after one game, but I, I did, will. I picked the Packers to make the playoffs this year, so I'm in on them. I mean. They really confirmed me. You there. did, and I think I and I definitely left them out. I don't think you I, did. I, I I trusted them, but you know, I'm gonna chuck it up to saying, okay, impressed by Jordan Love, impressed by 38 points on the road against a division rival. But, but you know, the, the Bears, Bears had the worst record in football last year. <laughs> they and they added a lot of new pieces too. Like uh, the 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 roster turnover was very high from last year. So you have to take that into consideration. These guys are getting used to playing with Chicago, getting used to playing together, right? It's not going to be as easy as you come out week one and you dominate. You know, that's what everyone wants to do, right? They build up expectations all offseason long. They get to week one. They say, oh, I don't care who we go up against. We're going to win 40 to nothing. And when you lose 38, what was it, 38-20 at home? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're humbled a little bit. Biggest upset from week one, the Buccaneers. Go into Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, beat there the you go. Another week one head scratcher. Yeah, that makes no this sense. This is Justin Jefferson coming off the one of the best single seasons by a wide receiver ever. He had nine catches for 150 yards. Yeah, I mean, still dominant. Kirk Cousins had 344 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he let's, threw a pick, let's give a shout out to your former boy, Jordan Addison. He scored his first touchdown. I mean, he's... he's this is someone who I was looking at saying, this is someone you just plug into that offense, let him go buck wild with... Jefferson drawing all the double coverages. Kirk being a, a very wide receiver friendly quarterback. I mean, I think this offense could be a, end up better than it was last year with Adam Thielen there and Dalvin Cook there. And now there's no Adam Adam Thielen or Dalvin Cook. I don't think it'll matter because I think Addison is just going to fit in. But overall, the team. I mean, it just confirms what everyone was thinking about them last year. Just frauds, right? How do you lose at Frauds, home? but in a weird How way do you because lose at home? their players put up numbers. And then yeah, right, but like, like fantasy-wise, Kirk and JJ had the, one of the best And Addison. Addison yeah. had, what, one touchdown, two touchdowns on the day? Yeah, but no one cares about fantasy because he only scored 17 real points. Right. And it's hard for me because I didn't see this game, you know, following it. How do you only score 17 points when you have stats like that, when you have a quarterback throwing? Quarterback How do you get actually? outscored by Baker Mayfield? Yeah. Baker Mayfield didn't make many of the the mistakes that were prone to seeing Baker Mayfield make. Did not turn the ball over in this game. So no, he, he was. He, I mean, 173 yards on a lot, but two touchdowns, no turnovers. Yeah, we thought the Buccaneers could be a team potentially in the dark horse race to tank for Caleb Williams. 
You get a win like that under your belt in the NFC South, mm-hmm. you feel pretty good. And the, the that's too. a great point. In the NFC yeah, South, and then they host the Bears next week. Next week, so, like, yeah, they got a decent shot to be two and zero. Yeah, I mean they're going to need it because the next week they host the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, the Eagles aren't that good, so I think they'll be okay there. Um, but yeah, Bucks pulled the biggest upset off of Week One. Uh, another upset. I don't think it was that big of one, but uh, especially because I'm just not surprised that it happened. The, the yeah. Uh, the Raiders gave believe, Sean Payton a fat L in his debut as Broncos right? head coach. I believe, Russell Wilson did not look that great. Uh-uh. Imagine that. Uh-uh. And you had the—neither of us had Denver making the playoffs this year? No. I, in fact, I had them finishing in the basement. I had yeah. the Raiders being in the third-place team. I think I think we agreed on that, too, and I actually picked against the spread here for my uh, triple play, so I know I got that one right. I mean, just a classic case of Jimmy G— just 20 doing Jimmy for, G 20 for 26. Yeah. One of those six misses was a pick. Two touchdowns, 200 yards, and just ho-hum, so efficient, so easy. And just so weird that he didn't even use Devontae Adams as much as he used Jacoby Myers. No, and fourth quarter comeback from Jimmy G as right. well. Scoring with six minutes left to take the 17-16 to 16 lead and then the defense doing the rest for them. So, I mean, it's just Jimmy G just wins football games, man. Yeah. He just knows how to go out there. You give him enough pieces and he can be that guy for you. Yeah. Like you kind of wonder, like, what would Jimmy G look like in a Steelers uniform? What, what, what would that what would that offense look like? With I'm Jimmy starting G to think that it? no matter what uniform he puts on, he wins you nine games bare minimum. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just that kind of guy. Um, and so many teams hate him. New England hated him. San Francisco shoot him out. Tried of town. to get out of him every yeah. turn. Um, Patriots put up a decent fight against. Yeah, the it was an ugly win for it was what 26-20 final score. It was 25-20. They, uh, they had a chance too at the end. Mac Jones right an inch more inbounds, mm-hmm. and they're still uh, going on that drive. And said they went four and out, but uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that Mac Jones is back to his rookie form, but he looked better than he did all of last year. And he looked game. better playing with less than he's ever played with in his career. Now, the big problem is they made him throw the ball 54 times. Right. I don't think Mac this Jones is, is that This is New player. England. This is Ramondre Stevenson, who had a top 10 running ba- uh, season as a running back last year. And Zeke had be- had more yards than him at the end of the day, and Zeke only had 30 yards. Yeah, Zeke only had 30 yards, so Zeke was not that great. Um, but 50, Stevenson had even less. 54 passes, 30, 316 yards, three tutties, and a pick for Mac Jones. Uh, they did him so dirty by not giving him a real offensive coordinator last year. Yeah, right. They completely stunted a year of his growth. Uh, hopefully he can get back on track now with But Bilo still, Bryant. too, like you feel like they did him dirty, too, by not bringing in anybody. real offensive like When they weapons. were talking about bringing in Hopkins, do it. Bring in Hopkins. Absolutely. You, you left him with Kendrick Bourne, DeMario Douglas. And a Juju that Juju's has no Juju's knee. Who has one, one like inch left on the cartilage to keep his knee intact, and that's it. Uh, you know what? I will say another big upset was Rams over Seahawks. Huge, yeah. And here's huge. what I'll say: I've seen a lot of sentiment about the Rams after that game. Not only are they not going to be as bad as they were last year, they might be a, a team that could sneak into one of those wild. And cards again, spots. they did. You know, we talk about doing did that more on the road, doing more with less. Did it on the road with no Cooper Cup? But you know who they did have? Aaron Donald. Well, yes, but you know who they did have? Who looked good? Matt Stafford, comeback player of the yeah. year. Good. I mean, he threw for over 340 mm-hmm. yards and. Let me see if I can get this. I, I brought up. I brought up Aaron What's Donald. His... Did you see that clip? He, yeah, where he's scared. He, he didn't Gino end up Smith. sacking. Gino threw the ball away, but Gino was like, "Oh my god!" Here's what Matthew Stafford did. Ready? Tutu Atwell, six catches, 119 mm-hmm. yards. Puka Nakua, ten catches, 119 yards. Mm-hmm. Who are those two people? Yeah, right. Who are those two people? Well, I'll tell you who the person was throwing in the football is number nine, and he looks like he's back to his old self. And with with 
Cup on the IR for at least the first four weeks. I wouldn't. If ca- Stafford stays healthy and Cup comes yeah, back, right. they'll make the playoffs as a wild card team. If Stafford stays healthy, I think that's the bigger. We, I think, piece, all assumed right? that Stafford was going to be just a complete shell of himself after the bad injury last year. He looks good, man. Well, okay. Well, they're in store. I mean, the Rams somehow, even though they finished what last or second to last in the division last year, Still are in store tough- for a tough division. Or a tough schedule. They have the Niners at home. They have the Bengals on the road. They have the Eagles at home two weeks after that. They have the Steelers coming to town two weeks after that. They see, have the I Cowboys would, on the road. See, that Steelers game worries me now, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was one that we thought, maybe that's your Tomlin loss. That's more than a Tomlin loss. Now, mm-hmm. they might not be favored based on how they're Well, yeah, it, I mean, maybe it's not It's not. A, it, sorry, it's not a Tomlin loss because maybe the Rams would be favored in that game. Game of the week? Had to be Chargers Dolphins though. Yeah, that two that. Justin Herbert dynamic is something else. That rivalry that those teams have with each other, um, man. If he can stay healthy, he's MVP you. good. I'm telling he's you, MVP I picked them. To, I think I picked them to make the playoffs. You left I them out. I did not because I thought he wasn't going to stay healthy. Right. But 466 yards, three touchdowns. Tyree Kill, 215 yards to the air. I mean, tutties. you know, you talk about. Putting Jimmy G on an offense, he guarantees you nine wins. You put Tyreek Hill on an offense, that guy guarantees you to have at least 300 yards as a unit every week. Tua is very arguably, when he's been playing, the best quarterback of the past. Right. When healthy, when start. I think it's, you know, we we talked about he, His him. averages are like 300 yards per game. Right. Like two and a half touchdowns per game. Like it's... When he starts and finishes the game. Because there averages, were two games yes. last year where he'd start but didn't finish. And his numbers weren't as good, but when he starts and finishes and he's healthy the entire time, and the more he is, he is deadly. The more evidence we get of these kind of performances, that one of those games last year where he started and didn't finish that Packers Christmas game, mm-hmm. where he like threw three interceptions just right. right to Packers players, like that really tells me that they really shouldn't have. He was probably concussed in that game. Like, you probably should have just shut him down for the year. Like yeah, that right, at all, right, other no. than that one game. Like right. so, that ugh, makes me feel a little nervous, but. It's in the past, and hopefully these concussion problems stay away from Tua for the rest of his career. But my God, man, I mean... I mean, he's leading the league by over... A, I mean, it's one weekend, but he's leading the league right now by over 100 yards and passing yards. No, but he's season. as good as Burrow and Mahomes when he's playing. So this is I such mean, a this is such a, another example of how weird the first week of a season is. Can you get... I, I just gave you number one. Can you guess the next four guys in terms of passing yards? Uh... So far, I mean, it, do, it doesn't include Josh Allen, who could have a lot, or Aaron Rodgers, who could have a lot tonight. Stafford. Stafford's in there. Mac Jones. Mac Jones is in Kirk. there. Kirk. Kirk's in there. Wow, look at you. Because we're talking about all these guys. Yeah, you're right. One more. Uh, oh, man. Who went for 300? Just another random name. Like, this is <laughs> this is the most random list of quarterbacks. I can't you give possibly. you the other one. Derek Carr. I did know Carr went off, but they only scored 17 points. Right. You wouldn't guess it. And Kirk Cousins only put up, what, 17 points. Mac Jones. Played against Philadelphia's defense and still managed to put up 316 yards. Well, you know what team actually I think went out there and kind of, other than maybe the Cowboys, although the Cowboys were so fluky with the fact that like the, the Giants just sucked in that game. Yeah. Uh, maybe the Niners could make the claim for this too, although the Steelers did not offer up much of a For what, cementing? This team like, that came out there and you know all of the press clippings that were ha- they had in the offseason, they went out there and proved them right. Are you going to say the Jaguars? Of course I am. Well, it was close early on, if you remember. It was, but... The Colts they, were winning I don't in, know going they, into the fourth quarter. And the Jags never panicked. And then they ended up winning right. by 10 points. And yeah, right, you're right. I, I mean, that that showed me that this is a team that is officially arrived. That 
Trevor, know, it, it's Trevor beyond is here, just because yeah. the team you know that is still a year away probably wins that Colt game by a point or loses it. They mm-hmm. end up winning by ten. After right. going into Calvin Ridley, his first game back in a year, monster, hundred yards and a touchdown, monster. I bet on him to go over in yardage. Good. No, I'm just kidding. It's been funny though to bet on the guy that got suspended for gambling. <laughs> oh, okay. all right, I got you. Jets Bills wraps up week one tonight. We'll talk about that on Wednesday for a little bit when we come back and do our next episodes. But what's your uh, gut feel tonight for the Jets and the Bills? It's in New York or in New Jersey. It's going to be a really emotional day too. Nine eleven. Nine eleven. A lot of tributes to that at the beginning of the game, of course. And there was a it was a huge tribute last night on the other side of the uh, ball too, with Lamar Hamlin making his first appearance at a regular season stadium. So there, there's a lot around this game. You know what I mean? Like beyond the game itself, there's just a. A lot of emotion with the Rodgers and the Hamlin thing and 9-11 being wrapped up into it. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't have a strong feel about how this one swings. Um, it wouldn't surprise me, though, if the Bills win by two touchdowns. I'll say that. If a team's going to blow the other out, I think it would be the Bills blowing the Jets out. If the Jets win, I think it's a close game. Uh, I'm still going to go Buffalo here. I, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers... I'm not saying I don't believe him at all, but I... Buffalo is one of those teams, right, that they start off the season heavy, right, where where Cincinnati kind of flounders out the, out the gates and other teams do that as well. Buffalo, Buffalo starts fast. romps you, and then they kind of run into hurdles later on. Yeah, I'm leaning Bills in this one, too. Mm-hmm. So I think the Bills will win tonight. I mean, what's funny, too, is that they didn't do anything to help that offense. They drafted what's it, Dalton, Dalton Kincaid. Kincaid as a tight end when Stephon Diggs is still the only receiver there that's worth mentioning. I still, th- I still think he, they're going to— Meanwhile, on the other sideline, the Jets went out and did everything that Rodgers wanted them to. Cobb, Lazar, right, any right, of your right. old buddies. Get Dalvin Cook. Grab all these players. Uh-huh. So The only thing left on that checklist is signing Bakhtiari away from the Packers. <laughs> Bakhtiari's got his own quarterback to protect, brother. Yeah, maybe maybe you know Bakhtiari saw that, and before the season was considering it. And now he's like, and Now like after Jordan watching Love. Jordan Love play— I'll see you in the playoffs. I mean, Aaron. I, I, I'll see I've you in the been, Super Bowl. I've been here in Green Bay. I'm comfortable in Green Bay. I have a home here in Green Bay. So week one finishes up tonight with the Bills and the Jets. We turn the page to week two, and the Steelers sorely need to turn that page and really hit the refresh button. Um, treat this next game against the Browns as week one. Uh, short memory. Mm-hmm. Week one against the Niners right. did not even happen. That'll do it for us today. If you missed any of our episode, you can download our show and all of our SNR podcasts, like The Drive with Dale and Matt, uh, Steelers Bliss with Wes and Motes in the locker room with Wolf and Starks, and many more are all available to download on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jacob and I will be back again on Wednesday with some fresh episodes for y'all. Until then, for y'all. this has been the Steelers Standard. <laughs>